it's about getting into schools and talking to young people because you know I, I know that people can change uh, and, it, and it's about talking to people and getting them to understand and perhaps step back from violence and, and prejudice and whatever and we just need to work together and keep on the good fight there absolutely Hey there guys, we are ecstatically happy to announce that we are associated with the Sophie Lancaster Foundation. The times are changing and with the unfortunate death of Sophie, those changes have made a massive impact for the future. If Sophie was with us still today, I can guarantee what you are doing will still be reaching so many lives of young teenagers, young adults and those who wish to be as different as possible so thank you very much to find out more about this incredible foundation and all the work they do and more importantly how you can help head on over to www.sophielancasterfoundation.com Hey, this is Molly Rennick from Living Dead Girl. I'm Jeremy Saffer, rock photographer. Hey, this is Buzz Black. Hey guys, this is John Karabi. Hey there, this is Ron Wasserman, the nut that wrote Go Go Power Rangers. Hey, this is Ryan McCombs from the band Soil, and you're listening to the Chronicles of Podcast right here. Come on. What's going on, guys? Get stiff game show hand. Someone, come on. Jesus fucking Christ, not right. It's because it's so fucking cold, Jamie. Oh, I'm freezing. Damn. Yeah, tell me about it. It's ridiculous. <laughs> oh, there, I do believe this right here, this, it's about there, is the 68th edition of the Chronicles of Podcast. Oh, yeah, it is, baby. And there was no trailer this week because this interview is a little bit different this week, Jamie. It's a little bit, a little tiny bit different. It's a slight bit because I wasn't there. But still, we'll get into that. I believe these are the Chronicles, Jamie. Again, literally about here, of Ryan McCombs. Is that correct? Yeah, they are. Lovely. Well, you drove this week because I wasn't there. So do you want to hit it? Yeah, I'll hit it. Seat belts in. Let's go. Hit it. Hit it. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 68th edition of the Chronicles of Podcast. And... Are the chronicles of Ryan McCombs? It is I, the bearded brummy Jamie, and joining me as always, as always, this handsome bugger over here. It's one of those. I feel like, come on, everybody. No, yeah, no. What is it? I will stone you, stone you, wrap my arms around you. Oh, oh I see. For once, I kept That's it in reference to the show. <laughs> That's lovely. It's a Scotsman Tom getting it completely wrong once again. Sorry, Jamie, I do apologise. I love that you kept it relevant um, oh, to the guest this week. It's great. It's great. You'll find this week, guys, that the uh, the interview's a little bit different. Just, just, as a, just as a bit of a spoiler before we get started. Um it's just Jamie, because this week's interview was live. Yeah. So, yeah, which I think, other than the, obviously the live stuff we've done separate to the show, this is our first ever live interview ever for an episode. It, it, yes, it actually is, yeah. 
Yeah. So we're breaking barriers down. And and Jamie Westwood, it's the last interview of 2022. Yeah, it is. This is our little Christmas present to you, a cheeky little extra live interview. Wonderful. But obviously... We shall delve into that a little bit later on down the down the line, down the down the episode, shall down we? The episode. Let's start off with the usual weird wanky bollocks that we come up with. I had a dream, Jamie. I had a dream. Oh, did you? Okay. That, that Super Mario was real. So Okay. But it was it was all kinds of mental. So because I thought because I had the dream that it was real, I then actually thought, what let's actually delve into if Super Mario was actually real. First of all, what's fucking mental is he eats a plant and he can throw fire at you. So how insane is that straight away to be able to be like, mm, oh, plant, mm, oh, fire god, now you die. Um, it's really, really weird, isn't it? But he only attacks turtles <laughs> and weird crab things with no shells. Yeah, that'd be really fucked up in real life, wouldn't it? I wonder what yeah. plant it is. A chili I plant? I don't know. But then the sun, the sun gets really angry and attacks you. Um, and there's go- it's just really weird. And there's like a little dinosaur called Yoshi that's eat things. It was real eat a leaf, and all of a sudden you gain a tail and you can fly. What? Fuck yeah. yeah. I'd be sorted. If, nice if you could eat mushrooms and get tall, I'd be like fucking 50 foot tall. It'd be amazing. But then obviously, maybe it's just drugs, marijuana, plant, mushrooms. Maybe someone was really, really fucked up and like high on something. And was like, like what if we actually make it like a game? <laughs> Never to become the best thing like ever. Shit, maybe. To deter it away, we'll make him Italian. <laughs> I always love that. That is one of my favorite things about that game. It's like, it's this guy and his brother, and he goes for a pipe, and all of a sudden, and he does this, and he's a plumber, and it's amazing. And, oh, and by the way, he's Italian. Like, what? <laughs> Why? <laughs> I love it. Hey Jonas, man, let's make him a fucking. Let's not not make it out that he's a stoner, but he's a fucking Italian plumber, man. Yeah, totally got some of those mushrooms, bro. Oh god, I feel like ten foot tall. Oh my god, that's such a great idea for a game. Holy shit, boys, let's fucking write that down. Yeah, it's mushrooms gets taller. What a start. What should we fucking call it? I don't fucking know, bro. I'm not a Super Mario. Oh, perfect, lovely. <laughs> It's a Japanese guy who just sneaks in behind them and steals their ideas while they're so stoned and goes makes it. Mm. <laughs> Real pass out, bait to fuck like, <laughs> off their nut, it, and it's like a like a samurai, like a ninja. It just appears out of nowhere. And it's actually part of the hand from Marvel, and then it just goes, oh, yes. thank you. This makes me lots of money," and pisses <laughs> off. And um, yeah, it's thus Super Mario was born. <laughs> Imagine the stoners are playing it they're like, "I swear, I've already thought of this, man." Nah, you're just high. Yeah, this is this is obviously when we're so baked off our tits, boys. We had no fucking clue what was going on, man. Like, well, like my dream totally came real. Maybe I saw this first before I was so whacked out, bro, dude. Um, yeah. Another thought I had, Jamie. Go in Japan's just sat again. All the money is yeah, mine. Literally, <laughs> like Scrooge McDuck in a money pit. <laughs> So, with it being Christmas next week, okay, and we've got a very special Christmas episode coming up next week with a very special uh, third try host uh, for next week. Um, why this? This always baffles me. Why is it officially Christmas when you've seen the Coke advert? Normally, it's when December starts. 
Like, <laughs> oh, it's officially, I've just seen this good Coke advert at the trucks. It's officially Christmas now. Love, it's December 24th. It's been Christmas for a good <laughs> 24 days. Like, what the fuck are you on about? Problem is, I can't judge this because I used to say this myself. But Fuck's now, because I never watch live TV, TV anymore, I never see adverts. So if I went by that ruling, it hasn't been Christmas for about three years. Because <laughs> I don't ever watch I literally TV. saw it yesterday. I watched it last night because I was watching, because um, they did a second season of the uh, the 999 Police After Dark, the Gloucestershire Police again. So it's all in Cheltenham. And um, the adverts came on and that came up and I was like, ah, oh, Coke advert. Hang on a second. Why do people say? And then I was like, "Let's write that down for the show." <laughs> it's so Tuesday. Oh, I've officially seen the Coke advert. It's the middle of November. Like, are you all right? <laughs> I've got the tree up and everything. <laughs> Problem is, it probably is on from the middle of November. It's that man was like, "Oh, the Aldi adverts, the John Lewis adverts." I'm like, "Yeah, unless they're on Facebook, I don't see them because I don't watch TV." <laughs> But Jamie, supermarkets have shit up from September, October time. Halloween's not even happened yet. Oh, yeah. And Easter stuff will be out. Boxing. In January. Yeah. And people will be kicking the fuck off and like, hang on a second. Yeah, get over I yourselves. Do, I do this every year, though. I'm like, no, how fucking dare you? It's not that time yet. What's that Easter chocolate? And I can buy it now. Okay. Christmas chocolate. <laughs> and I can buy it in September, if I must. <laughs> Cream eggs. Exactly. Cream fucking <laughs> eggs are returning, boys. Oh, oh my how, ass. How dare you have all this stuff on the shelf, bastards? Yeah. Oh my god, I feel so sick. Uh, <laughs> I've already eaten two. They're just full of sugary goodness, aren't they, really? Oh, cream eggs are just make the world go round. They're incredible. They are unbelievable, to be honest with you. And uh, orange Smarties. Oh, do love an orange Smartie. I know Smarties are. It doesn't matter, but they're orange flavored and they're just delicious. But I also love the milky bar. Well, it's not even Christmas yet. Why would it's about Easter? <laughs> <laughs> ah, we've turned into Sainsbury's. <laughs> yeah, we're literally just like, oh my god, food! I don't care what time of year it is. Give it to me now. <laughs> it's exactly that. That is the best thing about all these holidays: themed food. Because British people go money. That's all they care about. Yeah, so. Um. The final thing I want to come, I want to bring up before we get started uh, into the cruxy, cruxy part of this wanky bollocksy show is the obsession that newspapers or Wales Online or Gloucestershire Online or all them wanky bollocky fucking things on Facebook are so obsessed, Jamie, so obsessed, not with the news, not with actually things going on, but they're so obsessed with. So, which one of you bastards wears fucking shorts in December? <laughs> Who cares? Who literally gives a fuck? Wear whatever you want. You can wear a scarf on its own for all I care. Like, okay, which one of you weirdos is wearing shorts in December? If you want to wear shorts, let them wear shorts. Who gives a shit? Who are you to dictate what I can wear? I'm wearing shorts right now. Is that all right? It's fucking December December 14th. I forgot what day it was for a second then. <laughs> Had to double check. Um, you know, and I'm wearing shorts right now. Is, 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 is people going to start kicking off on social media about that? I'm not going to kick off, but I'm going to question why it's so fucking cold. <laughs> not on the top floor flat, it's not. I but, suppose. you know, I'll actually swatter it. Mate, it's lush. Oh, you lucky still, bastard. Just leave, leave people alone. If they want to wear shorts, people December, do what they want to do. Yeah. If they want to get frostbite and watch their legs fall off, let them crack on. I don't know what's happened to digital journalism these days. My Facebook feed from news articles from Lad Bible, Birmingham Mount, anywhere, it seems to be a comment about someone's TikTok video. 
I'm oh, a 10 geez. until I'm a five until I put on a bikini and men say I'm a 10. I'm like, why? This woman put on TikTok. This is, I'm like, this isn't news. Yeah. Why is this? Yeah. Why? Yeah. There's Jeez. a future guest that talks about that in one of his stand up comedy, uh, stand up routines, funnily enough. But <laughs> if, if this yeah. woman is positive about her body and feels good in a bikini, fair fucks to her. But that doesn't mean it's news. <laughs> I can remember the it news was... about the KFC being thrown on the floor. In Cheltenham? Vaguely. I think I should try and block this shit out. Somebody threw a KFC on the floor after a night out. Did they? Wow. I had a shit this morning. Bomb. Should we put my shit in the toilet that I haven't flushed yet? Should we we chat about that? Look, I mean, look at the size of it. It just makes no fucking sense, does it? Really? Get it. I don't want to talk about your shit in the toilet. I don't want to talk about your fucking KFC on the floor, right? (laughs) Drunk person drops food. In other news, water is wet. It, oh, it makes no... It does my absolute fucking twatted. Anyway, Jamie, anyway, how are you doing, sir? I'm very good, my friend. I'm cold because the world just decides to have turned into fucking Antarctica these past few days. But other than that, yeah, I'm good. I'm it's, good. it's really weird because obviously a lot of people are reporting... Have you got snow? No. We've had a little bit of ice and a little bit of frosty frost, but no snow. No, we've had not had it here either. Which baffles yeah, me because it's so is, cold. Is, it should... It is what it is. Kind of glad, to be honest. But I've not been cycling to and from work, because I'm like, if it gets really icy overnight or whatever, and I'm fucked, and I slip my bike, I'm knackered, and then it... But nothing. It's been absolutely fine. <laughs> well, there we are. It's all gravy. I'd rather not be bloody freezing, struggling They're to get gravy through snow. The floor with its KFC. Hey! To be fair, I'd be angry some almost KFC gravy. Anyway... <laughs> I How thought you suffered from recently when it's pouring all over the chicken. I'm like, oh, stop it, you bastard. You can't put porn on daytime TV. <sighs> yeah, I am. I'm really good. I'm really good. I'm uh, not too bad, actually. Um, nothing to complain about, really. Nothing, you know, a little bit tired, but not a lot's really happening. I don't really leave the house anymore. So No, I guess you don't do. <laughs> it's, you know, it's, yeah, I'm fine. Um, That's good. Yeah, I've been getting some bits ready for Ireland tomorrow, so... Ooh. Can't wait to release that. So yeah, it's gonna be good. I'm uh, for those who don't know, or if you, I think we've mentioned it a few times. Uh, sadly, Jamie is not able to come with me. But tomorrow, I'm taking a plane out in the morning to Dublin, Ireland, uh, where I'll be forming, uh, where I'll be hosting a red carpet event of the Dublin Crust uh, private screening. So very, very excited! So I get to meet Mr. Baz Black for the first time properly. It's going to be wonderful. Gutted you can't be there. I'm gutted as well. But it's my daughter's 11th birthday. I can't miss that. But if you are sat there wondering, what the bloody hell is a Dublin crushed? Go into our archives and find the Chronicles of Baz Black 2 and you'll learn all about it, ladies and gentlemen. Absolutely. And next year you will see a little documentary video being, uh, uh, come up on our YouTube channel and you get to hit, see and hear all about it, boys. Ooh, it's From yours truly. Um so yeah, so what's been going on, my friend? What's, what's been uh, what's been happening? Not a fat. Well, I say not a fat. I've done a few bits. Um, I've mostly Rihanna'd. I was working nights last week. Uh, this week I am on horrible, horrible shifts because <laughs> the way this week pans out is Monday I was working late two till ten. Then today, and what would be tomorrow, but I've got it booked off, is early shifts. Then another day off, and then I'm on nights. So I do three different shifts in one week. So my body clock's just like, ah! but yeah, other than that, 
works. How is the team leader stuff going? I'm really enjoying it. It's really good. It's, it's taking some getting used to, but yeah, it's been having some chat. And I've got my own little responsibility. Which I, oh, yeah, I spoke about that last week, didn't I? So, but yeah, it's going well. It's going well. I'm trying to get more people trained and whatnot. And yeah, it's just learning bits. It's mostly just observing and learning and stuff at the minute. But things seem to be settling in well. I've not had anyone complain about me yet. It's always a good sign. Bit of a win. Bit of a win. Um, last week, what did we do? I had a very poorly little girl yes, last week, and I had to take Olivia to A&E at the Children's, which, for people that are moaning about hospitals and the NHS and stuff like that, because of waiting times, I believe we discussed this last week, um, I agree it's a pain in the ass. We were in that A&E Children's for ten and a half hours. We didn't leave till half four in the morning because we were waiting that long to be seen. So do us a favour, get hold of your Tory MP or whatever, and tell him to fucking fund the NHS, yeah? Yeah, that was, I was getting so angry sat in that waiting room, people moaning, and I was like, do you honestly think these people want to be rushed off their arsehole with no staff here? Like, how about we fund this, yeah? Yeah, get on my nerves. Um, what else have I been doing? I've been wrapping my Christmas presents. I'm done. Everything is wrapped. I am done. Minus, sorry, one thing, because it just turned up about an hour ago, so I need to quickly wrap that. Other than that, done, finito. I've never been so organised for Christmas in my entire life, yet I don't feel even remotely festive. Like The realisation we just have that Christmas is next weekend, I'm like, is it? It I don't know what it is, it just doesn't feel like Christmas, and I don't know why. And I I think maybe it's just because I'm fucking 36 years old now, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, and it's more for the kids more than you. Yeah, I think that's what it. Like every night, I'm doing this bloody elf, and I still don't feel festive. But there we go. Um, but obviously, I'll talk about what I watched in a little bit. But when I'm wrapping my presents, I like to put on a Christmas film just to get just to feel like a little bit festive. So doing that, I watched the Muppets Christmas Carol. God damn, that film is amazing. And Michael Caine, I got to tip my hat to that guy in that. He plays that deadpan serious. I'm like, how are you not pissing yourself laughing dealing with all these Muppets? But fair play to you, Michael Caine. I watched The Nightmare Before Christmas because it's just an incredible film. So why not? Um, I watched The Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special again. Have you watched that yet? Nope. Absolutely superb. It is brilliant. And naturally, I had to watch everyone's favourite Christmas film. And if you haven't seen it, then sort your life out. It's on Amazon Prime. Go and watch it now. And that's Cup of Cheer because it's just incredible. And I was watching it, forgetting just how good this damn film was. Like, I know it's amazing. Then I'm re-watching it. I'm just absolutely pissing myself laughing. I was like, this yeah, film it's fucking great. so good. <laughs> I, have pre- so I have procured us dinner. A child. <laughs> Hope you like child. <laughs> I don't know what? where you put the child. I put it by the fireplace. <laughs> And washing scene and everything. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's horrific, that is. And our boy just has me in stitches every time. <laughs> it's so funny, isn't it? Yeah. If you've not watched Cup of Cheer, go on Amazon Prime. Go watch Cup of Cheer. Go into our archives and find the chronicles of Cup of Cheer. You can learn all about that incredible film. It just has to be done. And we all know what I did, in a sense, because you're going to listen to it very shortly. I went to go and see Ryan McCombs the lead singer from Soil and formerly of Drowning Pool, doing his Stripped Bear tour. And it is absolutely amazing. Like, basically what he's doing is getting songs and he's reimagining them. He's basically taking his mindset back to where he was when he wrote these songs and just recording them a little and playing them just a little bit differently. 
like how he originally imagined it in his head. And they sound incredible. And he talked, he's such a funny guy as well, telling stories about the songs in between. And yeah, it's just great. Like, and the fact he's, like I say, so funny. Like at one point he was like, I'm doing this tour. I want to like pay tribute to my friends from the past who have fallen and whatnot. And he was like, I struggle to remember my own lyrics. So here's a cheat sheet. and just pulled out a piece of paper with lyrics on. Didn't hide it at all. He was like, yeah, I'm just going to put this on the floor in front of me. I might be going to have to look at this to sing it. And starts doing an acoustic cover of The Only by Static X while he's looking at the lyrics on the floor. And I was like, fair play to you, Ryan. He's <laughs> like, I don't remember anything. I've drank too much. Well, fair play. <laughs> but no, absolutely beautiful covers, cover song that he did, like telling stories about his songs. Did an absolutely beautiful rendition of Remember by Soil. It was dedicated to Dave Williams, the original Drowning Pool singer. Absolutely love that song. And it was just completely different, but the same song at the same time, if that makes sense. Absolutely amazing. And there's a great support band called Straight for the Sun, who also did an acoustic set. And they are absolutely amazing. I like, turned around to the lead singer afterwards. I was like, I've never heard of you guys before, but I am going to go listen to you right now because you are incredible and they are really really good so look out for straight for the sun ladies and gentlemen but yeah that's pretty much all i've been up to and what have i watched what have i watched i am on season three episode two of 24 i've not been watching it as much this week i've been a bit busy and whatnot but david palmer's i can't remember the name of him secretary not secretary advisor guy yeah uh, i don't like him Wayne, that's it. Who is it? Oh, his brother. Is it? Yes, his brother isn't. I don't like him. He gives me bad juju. He's, he's something funny is going to happen with him. I can just sense it. And then, okay, his daughter's dating his partner. I'm like, what's going on in this bloody show? Yeah, it's good. It's good. It's good. I'm enjoying it already. It's got me, and I was like, it's only episode two. It's got me already, and I hate the fact I don't know where this is going because I'm now used to it for the previous <laughs> two series. But as soon as I think it's going one way, it goes that way. <laughs> That's why it's the greatest TV show on earth, my friend. I am. I'm agreeing with you to a degree so far. I'm absolutely loving it. Um, finished season five of The Crown, so I've got nothing else to watch The Crown now until the new oh. series comes out. I was really disappointed at that last series, the way it ended. Pretty shit, I'm not going to lie. I was just like, oh, that was the season finale. All right. Could have been some bit more It's based dramatic. on a true story, wasn't it? It's based on the royal family, so it can't really <sighs> go any other way, can it? I, I, yeah, but the other series have ended on something big happening or something like that. Oh, like, my God. Why did Diana kill Charles? Oh, yeah, she's dead. We ain't got to that bit yet. We ain't got to that bit yet. Spoilers. Why did she come back, come back from the dead and kills the Queen? <laughs> why, did Buckham, why did Buckham Palace blow up? Oh, did, I didn't realise that her castle set fire the one in Scotland many years ago. Mate, I'm, I'm learning all sorts of shit about this country through this fucking programme. Just a bloody naive I am. Um, and I also watched one of my favourite films of all time yesterday, and that being Titanic, because I just had the urge. And it is... God, I love that film. Why, why is that one of your favourite movies? Why, why is it? I, I've just always been enamoured with the story of the Titanic. So I just love that film as well. It's just such a great film. It's so beautifully well, beautifully made. And it's just, oh, it's just a great film. What's not to love? It's just stunning. James Cameron, okay. beautiful man. Have you have you actually watched it? I just realised really? this is you in films. Ah, uh, then yes, I have seen it. You have seen it, okay. Um, and yeah, not for me. That's fair. That's fair. I just love the story of Titanic. I don't know. But... I don't really have a rhyme or reason. I just do. <laughs> what about you, my friend? What have you been up to? Fuck all, Jay. Um, <laughs> if I'm really honest. Um, absolutely nothing. Um, obviously, I've been reanimating a lot 
uh, my German boardroom finished yesterday, um, and I got all of no people for it. So that was absolutely incredible. Um, but I'm now done for the year. So I'm just helping live events with London for next year. Um, so it's UK based, uh, and I've had currently no responses. So <laughs> we're off to a flyer there, boys. Um, other than that, Jay, to be honest with you, I've just been watching stuff. Um, we haven't really been anywhere or done anything, obviously, because we're prepping to go to Ireland tomorrow. So um, I watched See How They Run on Disney+. Plus. Never heard of them. What's wrong? What's the, didn't you go see Defects on Sunday? <laughs> nope. Huh. So anyway, um, so I watched See How They Run on um, Disney+, Plus, which was a film. Uh, it's like uh, an Agatha Christie, but it's like... It's a murder mystery, piss take comedy. It's really good. I really... Keris okay. enjoyed it. She, she didn't find it funny, but I find it hilarious. Um, and it's got the guy from Three Billboards in it as the detective. Um, it's a very good... I really enjoyed it. Rishi Smith, it's a British movie. Um, oh. I highly recommend. I highly recommend. You'll really enjoy it. It's not as good as Cup of Cheer, but it's got that vibe to it. Okay, um, okay. So, can you describe the man? Yeah, he's a large build, tall. Right, without reading really it down. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, I'm gonna lie to him. And he was he was moving suspiciously. He's moving how? Sorry, suspiciously. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna lie. So, yeah, okay, that, that's that's my favorite scene in it. So it goes on way longer, but it's just <laughs> it, it's fucking excellent. Um, so yeah, highly recommend. Um, I didn't go and see Defects on Sunday because the other half stopped me very well. Um, and I had no one to go with and I didn't really fancy it by myself. So sorry, boys. I do apologize. Um, so I refunded my tickets instead. Um, just didn't fancy it by myself. Money wise as well. Really fucked at the moment. So yeah. So we got to miss that. But there we are. This is one of those things. I'll see him again soon. Um, if only they hadn't rearranged. Um, yeah. No. So. We've watched Three Billboards Outside Ever Missouri, another fucking fantastic film. I highly recommend everyone go and watch if you haven't seen it. Uh, very dark humour, um, murder mystery again. Really good. It won a few Oscars, actually. It's it's a great film. I don't know if you've seen that. Nope. I've never heard Plus. of it. You're just naming all these things I've never heard of now. It's great. <laughs> Three Billboards Outside Ever Missouri, get involved. It's on Disney Plus as well. Also fucking excellent. Um one of those movies that it's a bit like 24 as well. You don't know where it's going, um, which okay. is another good thing about it. Uh, we also watched Ambulance on Now TV with Jake Gyllenhaal, which is a brand new film, um, which is, it was a bit odd. Michael Bay loves a drone, loves a fucking drone. Oh, we know. That, um, yeah. Loves a drone. My God. I was actually getting quite wound up apart. It's like, dude, you, you don't, I know there's a fast pace, a lot going on. You don't need a drone for it. What you, what, it's all this drone shit about. Um, great was film, there though. unnecessarily over the top explosions in it? No. Oh, okay. He reined himself yes. in a little bit then. There are some in there. I, it's it's fucking amazing, basically. Okay. And I highly recommend you go watch that as well. Um, we've been movie, smashing movies out of our fucking arsehole at the moment. Um, that's painful. I think that's about it. I told you I completed 24, didn't I? You did, yes. Completely, yeah. So I'm just trying to remember where I've watched things. And so, so Jamie Westwood, we've started this new show on Apple TV. So Keris got Apple TV for free for three months. So we started watching this show called Slow Horses, uh, which is Gary Oldman 
Uh, and basically, it's about like Secret Service in Britain. So, like, it's like, like um, MI5 is what I'm trying to say. Okay. And there's the Slow Horses division where it's all the, the losers and the fuck ups and that sort of thing. And it's just like in a really run down, shitty building that Gary Oldman <laughs> runs. Right, and he treats them like shit. And it's fucking amazing. Um, but it's mental from the outset and it's mental every episode. And I love shit like that. I love TV shows that are just like, what the fuck is going on? Every single, it, it's amazing. It's so good. Um, so I've been trying to finish season one after, after we've recorded tonight. Uh, it's absolutely superb. Never really even heard of it again. Someone else never heard of. Yeah. It's great. It's really fucking great. Um, so if you can get involved in Apple TV at any time, then, then do, cause it's sick. So yeah, other than that, Jane. Just been getting ready to uh, go to Ireland tomorrow for to record the Chronicles of Dublin Crust. Ooh, it's exciting. Very, very exciting. I'm very excited very... for you, my friend. I will be in touch. I, I, I've tried not to bombard you too much with it because sadly, obviously, you're not coming with me. Um, so I've tried to speak to like, Jamie, oh my God, because obviously you're not coming. So, but I will send you photos. I'll send you a bit. I'll just, yeah, film shit. Bombard me. Great. It's fine. It's Fine. going to be great. And Baz has got some some guests lined up that I don't know about. So I'm like, who is it? <laughs> who have you got? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I'm not even good about the private screen. Well, I am. But I'm really good because I really want to see the damn film. It just, Baz sold it to me like six billion times over in the yeah. interview. I really want to see it. Some of the clips he shared uh, at Dublin underscore crust underscore movie on Instagram. You can see some of the little clips on there. Fucking amazing. Hilarious. Yeah, I really want to see So, that. really looking forward to it. But that's about it, James. Incredible. Um, we have got some... Uh, we've been keeping everyone up to date with the old uh, music festival news lately because, you know, we absolutely love these festivals. Um, Bloodstock, they've got a new subheadliner. Unfortunately, Anthrax have had to pull out. My guess is going to be because Charlie's slightly busy with Pantera at the moment. Um, but they are being replaced by Trypticon, who are doing an entire Celtic Frost set so that should be a rather amazing show to see i love it when bands do these shows and they're like you know what let's make it a little bit special let's do something a bit different for this show i love it when bands do that so yeah that should be great sub headliner and the feedback i've seen in the comment section have been like okay gutted no anthrax but fuck yeah people seem to be very happy about this replacement so i'm looking forward to it awesome i've never heard of them so <laughs> it'd be intrigued to uh to find out what they're all about so Wonderful. I mean, that's, that's all we have for the uh, festival news. I mean, nothing else has been announced, really. So, yeah. I'm sure there'll be a so lot should... more in the new year. Oh, absolutely. So we should definitely hear from one of our best friends and closest friends and person who loves this show very, very much, who happily and very kindly sponsored it with his clothing company that's just dropped a brand new line. Oh, yeah. Brand new Stay Cozy lines, ladies and gentlemen. We'll tell you more about it. All right. Is this thing on? Well, howdy doody, everybody. This is Braden Berry from Say We Can Fly, founder of Stay Cozy Clothing. Your one-stop shop for the coziest, most fashionable hoodies, t-shirts, and more. Gorsh, Mickey. That's right, folks. And we're proud to say that we are now sponsoring... The Chronicles of Podcast. Ouch. Hosted by Tom and Jamie. <laughs> like, you can get 10% off, man. That's right, Shaggy. Just use the special code, The Chronicles at checkout. Oh, boy. Oh. Still the best I've ever done. Oh, it really is. But as, as we hinted then, a brand new Stay Cozy line, some incredible new hoodies, a Christmas jumper, which is absolutely incredible as well. 
yeah, there's a hoodie on there with a butterfly on. I really like it. Like, really oh, the, 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 that's the album cover for the brand new album that you just yeah. announced that as well. Yes, yes. Beneath the Roses out 26th of March. He's a busy, busy boy. With 300 signed vinyl that once they're gone, they're gone. I think I might know someone that wants to get his hands on one of those. But yes, 26th of March, Beneath the Roses is out. His brand new album has been ready to come out for four years. Yeah. He is so ready to drop this motherfucker and it's incredible. So get ready for that bad boy. We'll be sharing it everywhere. But whilst we're waiting for that, get involved in the brand new Stay Cozy line. Drop in your disc, our discount code even, our discount code, 10% off. The Chronicles at checkout to get your 10% off there. Uh, the brand new October hoodie, the Stay Cozy hoodie in black, beautiful. The dripping butterfly that you mentioned, the blue. And there's the one with the skeleton holding the roses also in the pink as well. So, yeah, absolutely yeah. gorgeous. Gorgeous range. That really is. Stunning, you could say. So, Jamie. Yes, sir. Seamless is going to be joining us next week to give you live treachings. It's time for Callum's treachings. Yeah, it is. Do you want to know something? Callum will be able to tell you in Callum's treachings. It's cereal soup. Ooh. Before we get into this week's treachings, I have some feedback from last week's treachings. First off, just a little side note from our friend Gemma Williams from Talking Cod Swallow. She said after she listened to last week's episode, the first thing she did when she got home was hug the dog and apologise to them profusely and give them lots of head kisses. Because <laughs> <laughs> she says, I do often kick the dog by accident because he's lazy and sits in my way and now I felt really bad. And also, we have a message from Claire Jones. Now, last week there was a treat about seeing, the, I can't remember the exact phrasing right now, but seeing more suns at night time. You see more suns at night time than you do in the day. And me and you just looked like complete fools and didn't understand yeah. our entire existence. I basically got a voicemail and a barrage of messages telling us how dumb we are. Okay. So ba- basically, I didn't know this. Stars are suns. Are they? Stars are really distant suns. I, 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 pulled, up, I pulled up a Google on this and everything. Because I was right. did not know. So yes, stars and suns are the same thing, and they constitute most, but not all, of the lights you see in the night sky. Some of those lights are planets and some galaxies, and more and more might be satellites. But the stars, they come in a variety of sizes, and most are more massive than you might ever think. So they're very distant suns. The stars are very distant suns. Wow. Well, we're fucking morons. I keep saying to Claire that they're mini suns because I know it winds her up. So I keep saying it, and then she shouts at me and tells me that I'm really thick. So that would explain the message that I've received. Yes, that would explain the message that you received. So some so, are close and some are far away. So some, are, yeah, all the stars are apparently suns. I had no idea. There we go. Wow. I feel like we've been taught something there. Yeah, there we are. Then educated. I like it. So there you go. Happy now, Claire. Right. Anyway, moving on. Um, so <laughs> let's get into this week's treacher, shall we, Jamie? Yes. What is Callum treating us this week? Wolverine could save more lives by being an organ donor than a member of the X-Men. <laughs> <laughs> that is Bravo, super. sir. But, there, but 
Oh, yeah, because everything else would still work, wouldn't it? But surely he'd be... Oh, no, but he could self-heal. He could self-heal. Oh, my God. This is mental to me. Because oh, in my head, I went, yeah, we've got one of, one of this and one of that and two of those. And I was like, but then he'll self-heal, they'll just come back. You so need a new kidney. Just be... Yeah, well, I love, I'll have a new one in 10 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure it'll be more two now, fuck it. <laughs> Well, yeah. I've got sharp claws, I'll do it for you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit, last kidney. Sorry, bear with Let me just build a new one. I don't know why it no, I, I was... How's the weather? How's the weather? Beautiful day. Yeah, don't worry. Give it a second. It's just healing. <laughs> it's Wolverine from Yorkshire. I don't know. Sorry. <laughs> Everyone. Hey, 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 Bob. Hey, Bob. Hey, Bob. You want a heart? There you go. Oh, fuck. I'm dead. Hang on a second. <laughs> oh, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. I'm dead. <laughs> it's like, you need some lungs. <laughs> Oh shit, I can't breathe. <laughs> Rick, take them. Take them. Uh, One at a time. <laughs> that is, that's amazing. That's and great. the fact that I've near the end of the year, that's going up in one of my fave five. Yes, Booker T, I'm seeing your fave five. That's going up in, that's going up in one of my top five. That is, that is beautiful. Nothing will ever beat the Braille one ever, but that is up there. That is fantastic. That is super. I don't know. I love the fact we live in a world where everyone asks so many questions about superheroes. I've never heard that before. That That's got to be a comic. That's got to be in a comic somewhere. If not, Callum, get involved. Go on Dragon's Den right fucking now. Yes. And do a Wolverine comic and with him as an organ donor. Make him a legend after all. <laughs> that is top tier. That is top fucking tier. What a way to start. I love it. The only way is up, as then people say. Absolutely, Jamie. Yes, sir. What else is Callum Truchinez? <laughs> Standing on the edge of the pool and peeing into it seems dirtier than just peeing in the pool when you're in it, yet it's the same outcome. See? Wait. <laughs> Pe- well, yes and no. Because when you're already in it, you're sort of swimming in it yourself and you're peeing all around down your legs and everything but but and you're not in a way you're not really flashing because you're under the water I suppose <laughs> it's not indecent exposure <laughs> no there is that part of it too <laughs> yeah I love just need we um... I don't know anybody that stood at the side of the pool and gone fucking I'm just looking for a piss sorry kids won't be a second <laughs> Your dad's had a few too many to drink. Yeah, again, <laughs> again yeah, yeah. Your mum's fine. Don't don't worry about her. She's fine. The holiday's all inclusive. That includes pissing in pool. <laughs> I've never... That's why that threw me so much. I was like, I don't think I've ever seen anyone just get their junk out and have a fucking quick slash. I hope no one ever has done that. But I get what he's no. trying to say. That does, when you just say it out loud, sound so much worse. But, yeah... Pissing in your own business is a... Yeah, they're both just... Oh, I see bad. what you mean. I, I've just got it now. Yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. Just, I'm, I'm slow as fuck these last few weeks. I'm so sorry. But, yeah, he's right. But doesn't the water turn blue as well? Doesn't the water... There's, there's, there's a substance that's in the water like park. I don't think that's actually a thing. I'm pretty sure it is. And in any in the cause of life, pissed in. In the grown-ups movie, it goes. Blue. I'm pretty sure. I think it's a Mar- water parks they do it. I don't oh, think it's swimming pools. Ah, uh, maybe. Yeah. 
So, anyway, shouldn't put <laughs> fucking pools. Yeah, don't in the sea. The There's toilets. Just go there. It's so much easier. In the sea, understandable because that's where it ends up anyway. But you know, in the sea, I would understand, but not in a pool. It's just a no. bit hard to it. And what if someone's swimming? <clears throat> yeah, which is right. what's gonna happen. Mm. Let's be <laughs> mm, nutritious. <laughs> <laughs> they, they call it chlorine. <laughs> um, <laughs> you need to drink more, mate. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Sorry, there's a bit more water in their diet. Someone's a bit dehydrated. <laughs> and finally, Jamie, what else is Callum treating us this week? Musical chairs is like the original battle royale. <laughs> 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 so I, in my head there then I thought it was like everyone was like chopped to pieces and then just sit down like I, I want to say was that you using the samurai sword <laughs> yeah what do you mean Arabo <laughs> Oh, everyone's dead. You know, I got me Arabo, though. <laughs> the the mum's like in, in horror, like, what the fuck? I never it's knew just, he was capable of it. Why is that kid wearing a kurt? Just whips out two Uzis. <laughs> Blows everyone away, just sits down. Give me my chair. <laughs> <laughs> there were still five goals left, Steve. You didn't have to blow them all away. <laughs> you only had to kill one at a time. You got a bit carried Yeah, exactly. Away. Exactly. <laughs> I, I mean, there's a lot of red in this rainbow room now. I've got to repaint. <laughs> Always one take it too bloody far, isn't there, girl? Absolutely, Marjorie. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, Gail and Marjorie. Fucking hell. <laughs> Those are names you don't hear anymore. But that is that is so true, and I just kind of really want to see that now. Can we? I'd love He's it. Worrying just... how many of his treaties I want to see, like animated or in a film or something. Like get a samurai, get an army bloke, like a marine or something. Um, Dracula, uh, I don't know, just like loads of different varieties of people that can like kill and like a serial killer. Just get loads of <laughs> random people in and just see who wins. I want to see Michael Myers playing musical chairs. Musical, musical chairs? What What the fuck? It's like, uh, read me further down. Oh, oh. But they're not girls. Or teenagers. They're all blokes. <laughs> That's a bit weird. <laughs> Michael Myers is now Yorkshire. Everyone's from Yorkshire. Oh, horror movies basically killing teenage girls and boys, though. Yeah, pretty much. Boring. Don't be a teenager and have sex in America in the uh, in the eighties. You're gonna yeah. die near, near a lake in a, in a in a house by itself in the middle of nowhere, or on the roadside. Cheapest <laughs> creepers is the roadside. Yeah, I haven't seen that guy since the nineties. I think if I was in America in the nineties and I was a teenager, I wouldn't have sex and I wouldn't babysit because you just know it's going to end badly. Yeah, and it's always <laughs> like you hear a noise, you go, "Oh my god, what's that noise?" Oh my god, there it was again. I better go to this really creepy basement that no one's been in for years and years and years on my own, but I make sure all the lights are off so they don't know I'm coming and I'll have a flashlight. 
Why? Fucking run. I better run up the stairs so I'm still in the house where this other person is. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Yeah, horror movies aren't really my thing, if anyone hadn't noticed. so I love them, but they're dumb. Absolutely. But Callum, again, unbelievable this week. And I'm actually so excited that you're on the show next week as well to do it live and do the whole show with us. It's going to be great. A nice trifecta Christmas special with Callum doing live treachings. It's going to be amazing. I'm well excited. And now, Jamie, I have to follow. Yeah, you do. It's time for Tom's journal. Read to me now. And welcome to another edition of Tom's journal. So, welcome to Tom's journal, Jamie. This is just a beaut. All right, a beaut. <laughs> It's an absolute beaut. So, first entry to the journal. You tell your mum you're stressed, and suddenly she's got it ten times harder and hasn't sat down in eight months. <laughs> yeah, I'm quite fortunate I've never had that with my mum. She's never, but I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> Mine's a bit like that. It's like, oh, mum, do you know what, right? I, I trapped my finger in the door. Well, you know what, love? I lost my legs. What? <laughs> What are you on about? <laughs> no, my I've got no. Uh, I've got no great stories about recently. I'm off skating uh, for Christmas time, bro. No, my mom's not like that. Olivia's mom's like that, but I'm not like that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jamie, Pearl yes, Jam tried to warn us about Ticketmaster in the '90s, and we didn't listen. Probably because we couldn't understand what the fuck Eddie Vedder was saying. Feeling like I shouldn't buy your tickets, but don't know what else to buy them. Feeling like I'm going to get ripped off and feel like it's kind of illegal. Feeling like I'm going to get ripped off. Curse is merge. I shouldn't buy your tickets, but don't know what to buy them. Don't get me started on fucking geek ticket prices today because I'm going to cry, right? Why? Why? Kiss. Kiss, £109.90 per ticket. Holy shit. That's That's before fees. That's disgusting. I can't justify it. Why? 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 109 quid. The cheapest ticket is 70, and that's seated right at the fucking back. Wow. I can't justify it. I'm absolutely heartbroken because it's my last chance to ever see them, but I just can't justify that money. How many times have you seen them? Uh, about seven, right? I think. Yes. It's not the world. In a way, if it was like your last ever chance ever in the world ever and you'd never seen them, I'd more. Yeah. I, I, I get it. I'm just, yeah, I'm so annoyed. <laughs> You're not Harry Styles, Kiss. Chill out. Yeah, no. <laughs> oh, bastards. Right. Are you ready for this? This when I found this, I was so happy. So it's Harry Potter related, right? Should have known. But, th- <laughs> but this is this is the books according to Ron Weasley. So these are Ron <laughs> Weasley books, okay? Okay. Book one: Ronald Weasley and that time I sacrificed myself and nobody batted an eyelid. Ron, you were a fucking hero in that book, mate. Book two. Ronald Weasley, and that time nobody cared that I braved my greatest fear. Yes, he did. 
That's the... Which one's that one? Number I'm two. trying to remember what he did, but I remember it happening. I just can't remember what it was. Spiders! 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 Book three. Ron Weasley. And that time, my own brothers gave Harry a magical map instead of me and casually didn't mention I'd been sleeping with another dude for years. <laughs> That's the best one. You can't, you're not going to beat that one. Well, we'll see. <laughs> Book four. Ron Weasley, and that time I finally got fed up with being overlooked. Yes, yes, yes. Book five. Ron Weasley, and that time I became a fucking king. <laughs> Book six. Ron Weasley, and the time I got to... <laughs> and that time I got with a stage five clinger. Do you know what the final book's called? Book seven. <laughs> Ronald oh Weasley God. and the time I finally got out the friend zone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that one, though, from book three, because it's absolutely right, though. His, his brothers fucking knew that whole time. and didn't say shit. Well, they gave Harry a map. I don't know. Yeah. Basically, you find out that Ron's pet rat has been a, a man this whole time who transformed. And the the Marauders map basically tells you where people are in Hogwarts. So it would have said Ron and Peter Pettigrew. Yeah, Peter Pettigrew, right, right next to him, because that's who the rat was. So it would have told you who it was. Oh, right, okay. So it would have said, it would have basically known, if they'd really read that map properly, they would have known that that rat was basically a dude hanging around and sleeping in their brother's bed for so many years. Wow, there we are. <laughs> there we are, then. And a fucker. Right. This is so true, okay? Ordinary kid, it's called, all right? Ordinary kid falls into a fantasy realm. Ordinary kid gets told by local fairies he's the chosen one. Ordinary kid told he needs to defeat the evil wizard. Ordinary kid immediately gets his ass killed. First fairy to the second fairy. You've really got to stop telling them that. Second fairy to the first. Well, sooner or later, it's bound to be true for one of the little fuckers, isn't it? <laughs> and a couple of people went, yes, good. Thank you, please. Write for TV. And the rest of the, and then someone else put, the rest of the series turned out to be about the immoral adventures of these two fairies. I love that. That is a great... That would work amazing. Like, mid-season is basically where the kid dies and they go, well, it's going to get it right someday. That's, yeah. that's your cliffhanger. And then the news at the second half of the series is them fairies basically being complete dicks. Yeah. One of these kids will eventually kill that wizard. Make this a show now. Um, Jamie, I've got a Scottish tweet for you. Okay. All right. <laughs> got to that point in my life. I've just embraced the fact I'm going to end up married to some fat crackpot off a dating site who secretly tracks me on my phone all day. I make shite dinners on purpose because I said I was in Asda when I was in fact hiding for him in the shit. <laughs> Why does that work so much better in Scottish? <laughs> I told him oh. I was in Asda if I was hiding for the shit. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember the band Shed Seven? Shed Seven. Do you remember that band from the 90s? Name sounds familiar, but I can't think of what of any song. Okay. They're a band, all right? From okay. the late 90s, okay? Okay. 
Joe Wisby tweets at Shed7, why don't you answer your phones? I've tried out success to contact you for weeks since you failed to install my shed on the 24th of November. Hashtag crap, crap, crap customer service. Shed7 responded with, we're really sorry to hear your shed hasn't been installed, Joe, but we manufacture indie rock anthems, and alas, can I help you? <laughs> We'd be bloody useless with a hammer. <laughs> I think maybe they wanted Shed 24-7 on that one, not Shed 7. Potentially, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So good. So good. Surely, when you tweet someone, you see what their profile picture is. You're going to see it's like a band or a band logo, not a fucking Shed company. So many people mistake somebody for somebody else, don't they? It's great. Some of that is absolutely hilarious as well. Um, (laughs) But we find, Jamie, that as you get older, you begin to suffer the occasional series of increasingly humiliating micro-injuries. Um, oh, so how did you hurt yourself? Oh, I slept wrong. Um, <laughs> while, I was dri- while I was driving, I happened to yawn whilst checking my blind spot. Oh, I drank water too hard. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because it's so true. <laughs> the amount of times I've hurt myself and cracked my knee by simply turning to the right. Yeah, that or you, or you, you next to that, you go, I can't turn my neck to the left, to the right, why? Oh, because I slept weird. So now I've just got to do this every single time. <laughs> times I've gone, I've been sat cross-legged or something, then I go to stand up and my left leg just goes, no, I'm not playing along anymore. <laughs> I, remem- I remember, funny enough when you should say that, I remember I was watching the election, this is like <clears throat> fucking years ago, but I was sat cross-legged. And I was there for a while, and I ha- I didn't realise I couldn't feel my legs. So I was sat there for a very long time. Jamie, I'm not joking. As soon as I stood up, I fell to the floor like a sack of shit, and it fucking hurt. <laughs> but luckily, it was like 2am and no one was awake. So thank God no one saw that. But Jesus Christ. It's that weird when your legs are gone dead and you try to stand up when you sort of stagger stand. What, you're like, oh, what, you're, oh. yeah, I literally just went off and just what? went straight down. God, we're old. Um, anyway. you, can, you can put whatever you want to do, to do this, Jamie. There's no rules. I put wake up and drink coffee on mine. And well, guess he's already got two things done today and it's not even 10 a.m. God, I'm good. <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> How many have I got? How many have I got? How many have I got? Let's go a couple more because I've got loads. I don't want to waste them all. A couple more left. This is an American commenting on Twitter. What's the cheapest shit you all have ever done? One time, I went and got a rental car of my exact make and model. Manually swapped all four tires from my car to the rental, took it back. So I had a whole new set of tires for about 75 bucks. That's fucking brilliant. Absolute genius, isn't it? How would they not notice that? I know, right? That that is all sorts of genius. That's fucking brilliant. But surely people would start checking that now, wouldn't they? They'd be like, oh my God, let's go to the rental car, get the exact same make and model of my car, just change the fucking tires over. Cheers, then. Brilliant. Like, beyond brilliant. Next time we need to do anything doing on the car, I'm going to suggest that. We go rent one the exact same for yeah. cheaper and just swap parts over. I mean, I know nothing about cars. It probably isn't that simple, but in theory, it works. Absolutely, my friend. But I'm going to end on this. This is a genuine conversation, okay, between a mother and her 14-year-old son. 
So my 14-year-old is babysitting for the first time, and I've just received this text from him. So mum, once they're all asleep, do I go or do I wait? <laughs> yes, honey, you have to stay the whole time. They are on old enough to be left alone. Oh, okay, cheers. <laughs> That's so adorable. <laughs> I love the idea of some kid going, ah, they're asleep. See ya. Yeah. See ya. <laughs> I'm off to go smoke joint with my mates. <laughs> and that was another edition of Tom's Journal. And I'm ending it there because I'm saving the gold for next week for the Christmas special. Oh, so Christmas Journal. I'm excited. But Jamie, I do believe uh, it's time to bring the piece in. And I'm going to bring the piece in, but I've got, I wasn't there. So no, he wasn't. it's all, all over to Jamie. Welcome to the Chronicles of Ryan McCombs. just leaving me to it. Brian McCombs is the lead singer for the incredible rock band Soil and he previously was the singer for Drowning Pool as well, another fantastic band of our youth. Um, I was fortunate enough to go and see Ryan play live at the Asylum in Birmingham. He's currently doing his Stripped Bear tour where basically he does acoustic versions of songs from his career and including some covers and just tells incredible stories about these songs. And yeah, it's it's just a fantastic show. The rapport he has with his band members and stuff like that. Great laugh. And I cannot recommend enough. This tour is now over. I went to the penultimate show of this tour in Birmingham at the Asylum, like I said. But he's going to do it again. This is something he wants to keep doing. He now lives in, Bur- lives in England, rather. And it's something he wants to keep doing. So next time this tour comes around, you have to go and see it. It's an absolutely incredible night. This man's voice is incredible he's got such a great gravelly voice and if anyone has ever listened to me gush during our chronicles of john karabi episode you know i love me a gravelly voice rock singer so it's absolutely incredible i was fortunate thank you to ryan's bass player martin camp we met martin at bloodstock festival this year he's part of our bloodstock vlog and he basically just sent us a message saying ryan's touring do you want to come speak to him i was like yeah we do so (laughs) i was fortunate to be able to go along so just before his set i got to go sit in his green room and sit next to him and have a 20 odd minute conversation. It's absolutely, you can see. I'm not going to lie, ladies and gentlemen, I was nervous as hell. This is the first time I've done an interview on my own, let alone doing an interview in person on my own. <laughs> but I think you I smashed did, it. I think I did a good job. I think it went well. I wasn't a bag of nerves afterwards, but now I think it went really well. And I really hope you guys enjoy it. A massive thank you goes out to the wife for her incredible camera work. She sat on the floor because there was no spare chairs in the room and her steady hand was had holding the camera. She did an absolutely incredible job. So a massive thank you to the wife for that one. And yeah, this is a really good fun and I really hope you guys enjoy this one. Go and check out Soil. Go and check out the Drowning Pool albums that Ryan did with them. And yeah, incredible, incredible. You can enjoy this one, I think. Absolutely. And I mean, obviously, I sadly was not present. I could not make it uh, just due to financials and whatnot. So it's a bit of a shame. Uh, but 
I'm glad you had the time of your life. I'm sure you absolutely nailed it. And I'm you actually missed. quite excited myself. You were missed. So I see it as Martin. Thank you so much for messages and hooking us up there. We really appreciate it, my brother. Uh, like Jamie said, he is a part of our Bloodstock vlog. Um, and we thank you so much for being a part of that as well. Uh, so much more to come. Uh, and yeah, enjoy the final interview of 2022. Ladies and gentlemen, we go. Ladies and gentlemen, Jamie's interviewing this week. It's Ryan McCombs. We are here at the Asylum in Birmingham for the acoustic, unplugged, stripped back tour of this man right here. A man I first saw live in 2001 in London at the Metal Hammer Awards. No, shit, I'm not that old. I'm not that old. <laughs> We're not that old. At least I'm pretty certain yeah. it's 2001. My mind has now gone hazy. But Did you see Underworld? Um, I genuinely can't remember the venue. I remember it was in London for the our Metal very, Hammer Awards. Our, oh. But anyway, <laughs> like I was going to shed something insightful on that. I have no idea. <laughs> I can't remember. So you play that many gigs, I can only imagine, but they all blend together. But anyway, we are here with the one and only the lead singer from Soil. It is the man himself, Mr. Ryan McCombs. Hey. Thank you so well, much yeah, for joining me. So thank, thank you so much for doing this. It means the absolute world. No, thanks for taking the time out, man. But we always like to start off our interviews with the hard hitting, the nitty gritty questions, as they say. How was your past two years, the pandemic season, as we're calling it? I mean, it's the same as everybody. I'm sure I, I don't want to, I don't bitch or moan about it because everybody, I'm sure, had their struggles and everything with it. But it was uh, dealing with the music industry was probably my biggest problem. I mean, my wife and uh, family are, are awesome, so that aspect was was great. But um, I think backtrack on what I just said. I think the only thing family-wise that was weird about it was the, uh, you know. Um, my wife and I, we've been we've been married now for five years, um, and she was like, you know, when, when I married you, you were touring all the time, and you're always gone, and now you're here all the time. <laughs> and for me, I was like, yeah, I'm, I've never woken up in the same place this many days in a row in my adult life. So it, it was it was uh, it took some getting used to for both of us. But but what I was getting at before was, was just I think the biggest change for me was or the biggest obstacle or hurdle or whatever you want to put it was just dealing with the music industry and and still dealing with it because I think even though it's gotten even though it's on the path to getting more normal um, it, it's still quite a ways away from being like it was um, and, and I, I mean like on the business side of things not necessarily I mean everybody's dealing with the with the show side of things, but also just the business side and and it, you know promoters, venues, everybody took such a hit with it that yeah. a lot of venues, a lot of great venues, aren't around anymore, and uh, and those that are are just trying to get back in the swing of business again. And especially when you were coming back into it, there was a bunch of everything's normal. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it's not. And so you know you had you had promoters and venues losing their asses on things left and right. So everybody's a little hesitant this time. So it's caused, and still it. So it's it's caused kind of tiptoeing back into normality, uh, very carefully. Yeah, I, I genuinely felt really sorry for musicians because, like you say, your life just it comes to a halt. You're so busy touring, recording, doing all this stuff, and then all of a sudden, sit in your house and mm. don't do none of that. Yeah. But what did you do with that spare time? Did you? Keep yourself busy working on new musical one, or was it just like, ah, I'm having a break? <laughs> no, I I worked on new music as much as I could. Um, I, I was pestering the shit out of Tim and Adam. 
about new music all the time, so I'm, I'm sure they're glad things are getting back to normal, not hearing me b bitch about that so much. But we didn't, we didn't, we weren't as as uh, productive as I wish we had been. Um, mm. uh, we had you know, a great opportunity there to bounce music back and forth, and we we didn't as much you know as I'd like, but but we 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 did to a certain degree, and uh, it was definitely a lot. The, the the problem with me and writing music during that time though was that I've always been, as far as lyrics go, always been one to write about what I've experienced, mm. and then you find yourself writing fifteen songs about being stuck in your house, <laughs> <laughs> sick of fucking Cheerios. Um, Went to the kitchen right again. <laughs> Kids are still home. This is bullshit. Uh, no, but uh, yeah, so. It, it's nice that life's gotten a bit more normal now to where I can I can bitch about the normal things <laughs> and not just lock down and stuff. You find that with a lot of people who are like, God damn, I hated it. I was stuck in the house. Now back to normal. Like, oh, we should be stuck in the house again. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I've seen that firsthand with a lot of the industry stuff. It's like mm. people, even though the industry itself is getting back to normal, I ran into a lot of situations where people don't seem to understand how to get back to normal again. Like the individuals seem to be... They seem to affect people in a in a drastic manner in some cases, and to everybody handling there, I'm not I'm not dogging anybody um, or any any group of people that may have, because everybody handles everything differently, and you know, but at the same time, yeah, I, I, I do. We don't, you know, let's go, let's, <laughs> let's tour the world now. Um, yeah. So as I said at the start, we're here at the asylum in Birmingham. I can imagine you've played Birmingham so many times over your career with Soil, with Drowning Pool, and whatnot. Any fun memories for Birmingham, or does it just all just blend into the same for a little while? I don't want to make it sound that way. Um, it, I mean, regretfully, it does in a sense because for the better part of my adult life, it's been five or six shows a night every week. You know, five or six shows a week every. You know, and you're doing shows. And so you're in a different city every night, and I got it's it's weird. We just went into uh, a lot of times. I don't remember a venue until I walked back into it, and it, I could play there a dozen times, but the name doesn't stick to me. But as soon as you walk back into those walls, you know, inside those walls again, you're like, oh yeah, 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 I know this place. We did this, that, and the crowd did this, and it was fun. We had a laugh and everything. That was a. Uh, I, th I think that's a, that's a, a cool. I, you know, I've been on the road with with bands that they're between song banter and 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 stuff. Sometimes is almost over rehearsed. <laughs> <laughs> and whereas we, I've always just enjoyed every show is different. I've just always enjoyed having some back and forth with the crowd and stuff. So you walk into some of these venues and you remember, uh, you remember like like the crowd in Glasgow singing the rows of. Scotland, <laughs> and uh, it, just really neat memories of just moments with the crowd because that's the things that stick with you over the years. And sometimes, though, regretfully, they don't come back to you till you walk into that venue. You're like, oh yeah, that happened. I think I strayed away from the question, but yeah, no, uh, <laughs> but no, story, it's worth I, I mean, I, I know that. I know that. I put it this way: I know that nothing bad happened here to make me go. No, God, it's on the fucking list again. <laughs> um, so, I've, so that means I've always had a good time here. That, so, that works. That yeah. works. That works. So, but this is the second to last show of this tour, if I'm correct. But, yeah. But how for, for, the tour, for for this year. For this yeah. year. How, how has the tour been? 
it's been fun. We we got a new lar- uh, new alarm, new lineup with a uh, starting with this with this run of shows. Um, the the original acoustic lineup is no more, and so. Um, uh, Ellie, I'm gonna get names wrong, so we'll just go with Ellie, Freddie, and Martin. Um, that that we're, that's doing the acoustics with me now. Just the whole process of getting the songs back together, and we they're different than the you know they're anybody that has seen the acoustics at the old lineup. Um, the songs are so much different now mm. because that's one thing I wanted to do from the get go was to I don't want to do I you know I I wanted to do this for years. And, and didn't set forth to do so until I moved here to England. And the goal was not to do, you know, soil or drowning pool songs just on the acoustic instruments. I wanted to kind of tear them apart and recreate them and hmm. try to kind of shed the light or, or peel back the, the layers and shed the light just on some of the, more of concentrating on the emotions that the song was. Uh, that that I that I found myself the state of mind that I found myself in when writing the songs. I wanted to tear the songs down and recreate them, and not just you know. So they're different. Yeah, yeah. Um, they're not just you're not just coming to a to a show and hearing you know redefined being played on exactly the yeah. way it's on the album, just yeah. on an acoustic album. You know, we, uh, Martinelli and and Freddie did an amazing job of. Of recreating these songs in in the mood that I was looking for, and really captured the songs in a way that that I could I could tiptoe my way through it with the lyrics and and express kind of the raw emotions of where those lyrics came from. And they did a hell of a job of doing that. So it, it's it's been fun. And like my point was, this, these are the first shows with that new lineup, and so it's been cool. It's been fun to. Uh, one thing I, I've learned, I, th- I thought it would be good to surround myself with younger musicians this time, because maybe it would it would like take years off me, and it didn't it didn't fucking work at all. Now I, mean, now I just realize I'm really old because everybody around me is really young, so it's, it's backfired on me. You're only as old as you act. That's all I see. So I've had to look a child my entire life. Works. In in that case, according to my wife, I'm like 105. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but. You started doing these acoustic tours in 2019, I believe it was. But where, yeah. where did the idea come from to strip these songs back? It's something I always wanted to do. It's, it's something that I, I mean, I've, I've wanted to do this. I've thought about it for 10 years or more. And it wasn't until coming over here and that I finally was just like, it had a lot to do with time. Mm. Because as soil has progressed uh, through the years, we've gotten to that stage where... <laughs> We kind of we were able to pick and choose more of what we did. You know, we didn't have to be on the road yeah. for 11 and a half months out of the year. We could pick and choose what we wanted to do. So I found myself with a lot more time on my hands than than I had in the past 20 years. So it was the time finally came that I had the time to devote to something like this and to, to make those thoughts and those desires an actual reality. Amazing. But how do you go about putting a set list together for these sort of shows? Because obviously, Drowning Pool, Soil, those, those bands you've been with, they're known for heavy songs. So to strip them back, how do you decide that one? That one will sound really cool, strip back. This is that, finding the songs that you can do that with. Because there were songs that that uh, we felt like should be, you know, as far as recognize, recognizability, whatever that, you know, like breaking me down and stuff, mm. some, some, some staples of the Soil set. 
right? and, and even with the uh, songs that I wrote with, with Drowning Pool, that were staples of, of the Drowning Pools that one I was in, there, there's songs that I would look at and be like, that should be one of the songs we do, but at the same time, some songs just did not you know, lend themselves to being turned into acoustic songs. So we took the songs that, that number one, we felt we could destroy and rebuild mm. in the right light um, that would allow us to do so. Because, you know, we didn't want, none of us wanted to take these songs and take, take a song that, you know, a person may have strong feelings about and talking, I hate the, talking about like fans. You don't want to take a song that someone might have strong feelings about and bastardize the thing. So we wanted, you know, that was it was a process of what songs lend themselves to this. What songs can we do this to without 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 feeling like we may be stepping on the original, mm. uh, destroying it and rebuilding it, but yeah, still yeah. doing it with respect to what what was. I like that song. You know, I've never thought of it like that because yeah, you're right. Some of these songs to someone to you, they're much. It's a song. It's great. It's cool. It's awesome. But to some people, like. That song got me for a shit, man. Yeah, like, run, that, it means a lot. We run into that a lot with the with the acoustic stuff. Um, I think one of the, one of the greatest comments I've I've heard over and over again is, you know, I've I grew up to this music, mm. and you know I listen to it still listen to it on the norm, but tonight I felt like I heard it for the first time. And that was such a satisfying feeling because that was exactly you know, what we set out to do was to, to recreate these songs, like I said, not bastardize them mm. and, and just kind of shed maybe a new light on, uh, on some of the emotions that, that came into the song. And, and that's why it, uh, it's not just a show, it's not just music. You know, we, we chat about the songs and where they came from and, and shed a little light on the song of that song as we're going through the set so people kind of understand the, the mindset and the where or when or maybe just a, a, a stupid story that has something to do with the song that pops into my head when we're out there with the with the people doing it. Um, we've added some new material this time around too, not just solo drive stuff, but some songs that um, whether we just thought would be cool to do or songs and like in a couple of instances of those uh, songs that, that came from artists that I shared time with on the road mm. that aren't with us anymore. And um, just kind of pay homage to those individuals. So it's a... I look forward to that. Yeah. I was Hope, gonna, hopefully we don't bastardize it too much. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, what can people expect from these shows? Like, is there any surprises along the way? Is there a free bird rendition along the way? There's yeah. no free bird. No. <laughs> <laughs> No. Um, <coughs> thinking about it, he had that thought, he says, oh, we could do, we could fit in free, but... No, there wasn't, actually. Um, <laughs> um, no, like I said, there, we have, uh, you know, I don't want to I don't want to uh, ruin anything, but, yeah, we, we have thrown a couple songs in there from other artists that we've... And we're continuing to. I mean, we're still... We were just talking earlier about, you know, we've got the holidays off here and just getting back together and some of the songs that we started working on we were messing with before we started doing these shows we want to bring back into the fold as far as rehearsal goes and get them ready for the for the next round of acoustic shows amazing before we wrap up i, I did you know i wanted to say a massive shout out to your bass player martin for for setting this up for us that means the absolute world to me. we chatted to him at bloodstock who's that your bass player martin who you know him you know no. the guy yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> but obviously, we spoke to Martin of Bloodstock because me and my co-host who do this podcast, we work alongside a charity called the Sophie Lancaster Foundation. I don't know if you're familiar with them at all. I am not. Um, basically, the story was many years ago, a goth girl was walking through a park with her boyfriend, got stopped by a bunch of chavs, as the expression is, and basically got beaten until the point she died because she was different, because she was a goth. That's pretty much, that was literally the rhyme or reason of it all. I was just wondering, obviously, growing up in this alternative lifestyle that we leave, is that something you've ever experienced when, when you were younger? I, I can't say that I have. Um, you know, I was, I, I, I'm not one of those, I'm, I'm not somebody that, that, uh, that blames, uh, not blames, but I, I, I can't, uh, the, the, the things that are wrong in here, aren't because of anything I grew up with. It's just hereditary, I think. <laughs> it's, just, it's just what I was born with. Um, so I, I, don't, I had an amazing childhood, and I had a really weird, even like young teenage experience of being in high school, and I just kind of floated between all the types of, you know, um, I, 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 didn't, I, I didn't experience any of that myself. But I saw it. Um, I, I tended to be the... The one that would be, if I if I got into a tussle, if I it was usually because um, someone was getting treated poorly, and I usually got in trouble for being that guy that involved himself in situations that I didn't belong in. But, Sticking um, up for the little man. Yeah, um, which is really strange to me to consider how little I am. But um, he's <laughs> <laughs> little. Was he a fucking hobbit? Um, but. Uh, no, I, I was blessed with an uh, with an awesome childhood. So even though I was different in school, even though I was the, uh, you know, you got to consider the fact that I'm much older than than dirt, and um, so in, in my days it was you know Meta- the early Metallica that was the was the uh, was the clothing style everybody was was mimicking. So we had the the long hair and the the black from head to toe, not goth, but just metal, you know. So. To look at me and my friends, we definitely looked different, but we didn't. I wasn't in a situation in backwoods, small town Indiana, as oddly as it says, that it sounds that we were treated any differently. So I was blessed in that sense that, you know, that I, I didn't have to experience any of that myself. I did see things, like I said. I usually would be in a little bit of trouble being the guy that had a big mouth, but. They but we need like we need it. people like that though. You need people that see this crap going down and go, no, stop it. It's not on. It's yeah. not necessary. Put, put the goddamn cell phone down. Yeah. We're videotaping it and stop it. Exactly that. Yeah. Exactly yeah. that. Right. I appreciate this so much. Really appreciate you sitting down and talking to us. But before we get out of here, what's next for you? What's on the radar? Is there anything else coming out with soil or any solo work you plan on recording, or is it just keep truck keep on trucking as they say? Well, you know a little secret that we can't talk about. Yeah, right? that eventually the word on that one. Yeah, but um, but yeah, we're like like I mentioned, we've got ideas and and thoughts about what we're going to do with the acoustic set. Um, I would really love to. We've already started dabbling on some some new music with the lineup that's doing the acoustic stuff. So I'm interested to see where that goes. Um, I just. Opened up an email about two days ago with a uh, soil schedule for 2023. So between the states and then a run here in the UK, I know that we will be, soil will have a pulse again here in 2023. So I'm looking forward to that. The acoustic sets are, are awesome and great because it, it, it allows me to 
to uh, to experience, like I said earlier, to experience where these songs came from when I originally mm. when they originally fell out of my head um, lyrically. Um, but at the same time, I do miss being up on stage, having that that live energy vibe of just feeding back and forth with the people that give us the time of day. And so I'm looking forward to, uh, to doing some new solo shows here in the new year. Now you said it, you know, you know, you've done all these years in metal bands, and you're doing. This, it must be a little bit different from not throwing around a mic stand and going nuts, just sitting there, yeah. nice and calm. Do you ever see those memes <laughs> on uh, on like? the book of faces and shit where it's like yeah in, in a humorous way describe what you do for a living yeah and i've always enjoyed that it's like i yell at people <laughs> <laughs> i get paid to yell at people um so but i do miss that just that the energy of a i love i love the vibe of the acoustic show but i, I do also miss the just the the, the being in that moment on stage with with the people that allow me to do what I do and all of us just having a good time together. I, I miss that. I'm looking forward to, to, to having that in my life again here in 2023. I appreciate you doing this for us so much. It means the absolute world. What I'd love to do down the line is get you on the show properly, sit down have a proper full-length interview with you, just chronicle that life and career of yours because I imagine you've got so many stories from over the years. It'd be amazing to hear them. It, it's crazy because I, I don't remember most of them until <laughs> it's like just random. You'll be just sitting somewhere and so I'll say something. You're like, oh shit, that reminds me of <laughs> some destruction or something that happened on the road. But yeah, it's a. I, I've been blessed with an amazing. Uh, yeah, I've been blessed with an amazing opportunity to do music for a living by people that do allow me to do it so it, yeah it, it comes with quite a few stories <laughs> we'd love to hear him uh, Radio Fortune my, my co-host is supposed to be here with me today but unfortunately he couldn't make it because he lives in Newport so it's a bit of a travel for him uh, but no we'd absolutely love to sit down with you properly and properly chronicle that life of yours and be absolutely amazing but no thank you I appreciate you doing this so much no thank you for your time thank you, thank you for everybody's time as I said I think I'm a bag of nerves but it was an incredible interview. I'm so happy of how that came out. And Ryan, as you hear in this interview, Ryan does agree he will come on and we will give him the full chronicling treatment in the future. Smashed it out of the park. So excellent work, Jamie. I'm super ass proud of you, as always. Just goes to show that you don't always need me every single time, you know. Yes, so do. I'm in a, in a way, I don't mean it as in like, you know what I mean? You know, I know. so it's like, yeah. Unfortunately, I just couldn't make it, uh, which is a shame. Um, but you absolutely nailed it, sir. And I'm so very, very proud of you. And we hope that you guys enjoyed listening to it as much as Jamie did recording it. Mr. Stevens. Oh, yeah. It's only audience participation time. Participate, bitch. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to participate in Jamie's participation challenge. Following on from last week's Callum's Treachings. Imagine if someone handed you a box of all the things you lost in your lifetime. What would be the one thing that you missed the most? We said to you, if you were to collate everything you've ever lost and put it in a box, so it could be a special item of clothing, keyring, CD, anything, what is that one item you've lost over the years that you've missed the most? Say you, Mr. Stevens. Yeah, no idea. I thought you might have had a week to think about it. I thought you might have thought something. Nope. No. Do you know why? Because I completely why? forgot all about it. So it was I, your I, idea. I know it was. I literally <laughs> can't think of a thing. Um, 
so no idea. I suppose I don't really lose things though, Joe. I said, said last week. Yeah, like, I know what everything is. So I'm like, I have, I can't think of a thing. But to be honest, I've, I've not really thought of anything additional from what I said. Last Let's have week. some answers. Yeah, I've, I think the audience may have slightly misunderstood this one at a slight point because I was getting some I think very silly word, and very emotional answers. So I'll get a couple of those out of the way before I get onto what we were actually trying to get to with the answers. This one made me laugh so much. I'm assuming this is a former colleague of yours. Robin Cripps says he really misses Morrison's M local. He, yeah, he was one of the trainers. Yeah, <laughs> no one misses on Morrison's M local. We did, we Come did on. have, we did have, we did have a fucking laugh there though. <laughs> we had so much. He's a professional pool player now. Oh, Annie Maguire says all the time. All the time back from the shit relationships that I've been in. Yeah, bless her face. And yeah, we feel that one. Um, Mally Malpass, one of two intros for him, entrances for him this week. All the missed wasted opportunities in my late teens and 20s that I pissed up a wall or didn't take because of my lack of self-confidence and undiagnosed ADHD. I feel that one, Mally. I do genuinely feel not so much pissing away because I wasn't much of a drinker, but the amount of things that I probably could have done if I didn't talk myself out of it because of stupid lack of self-confidence. I feel that one. <laughs> this one really made me laugh. Lisa Sobis, I really miss my size eight body. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and another one that made me laugh, Shelly Jones. She has had long COVID for as long as I can think of. And she says, I just oh, miss no my smell and taste. <laughs> That's nuts. How long she had it for? Oh, it's got to be months upon months. Like start of the year. That's crazy. Like, yeah. Like, I remember at one point, everything she ate tastes like burnt onions. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Not fun. Not fun. And of course, we had the obvious answers. Ian Fitz misses his virginity. Jake Smith misses his dignity. You know, those the usual answers. But we shall get on to what we were actually getting at. Physical belongings that we have lost and we miss along the way. Lydia Manson, I lost my Nana's necklace that my pap- papa gave me after she passed away. I wish I could get it back. That's going to be heartbreaking. It's an heirloom like that. Absolutely. <laughs> Alex Graham, I've never got over someone stealing my Game Boy camera. They know they did it. I know they did it. And they know that I know they did it. I forgot the Game Boys had cameras. <laughs> I thought on the first ever cameras, was it? First ever for, for game consoles, anyway. Yeah, something like that. Like, I can vaguely remember what they looked like, and it was dreadful. Like, I used to love eye toys and smacking the ninja thing, smacking the ninjas off the thing. That was so much fun. I forgot about them. That was great. And the Connect when it was a brand new technology. Claire Jones says, I had one of those little finger teddy things. It was Garfield, and I dropped it in a river in Torquay's mini village. Gutted. Oh, no. I remember way. those mini finger toys that she's on about. They were weird and they took like the strength of a bodybuilder to open the arms to get your finger in in the first place. They were a little bit weird. Uh, Kaylee Waite says, I had a teddy bear called BB and they even made bed sheets, wallpaper, and curtains. I've tried finding it and do you think I can find it? It's like it never actually existed. I've, have you ever had that when you're a kid? You're pretty certain you remember something. You go to look it up, you're like, I can't find anything to do with this program or thing. It just doesn't nope. exist anymore. I had something, I can't remember what it was now, but I couldn't find it anywhere. No record of it anywhere. I was like, I didn't make it up. I remember I had this taped on VHS. Why can't I find it? It's something to do with dragons. I can't remember the name now. 
Mally Malpass is back again. Does every toy I owned and eventually discarded for the next big thing. In the 1980s, not knowing how much I would want them to own them again at the age 46. Transformers, GoBots, Mask, Brave Star, Dino Riders, He-Man, Thundercats, Starcom, Infaceable, Supernaturals, Visionaries, etc. I feel you on that one. I would love wow. to still have like my Power Rangers toys and stuff. <laughs> Especially now Olivia is absolutely fucking loving Power Rangers. I got to teach her about deaf people because of Power Rangers. I was like, yes, I'm educating the child of the Power Rangers. Very proud of uh, Lizzie Edwards. I had a hedgehog named Hedgie. I remember I left him on the bus when I was younger. It was my favourite teddy of all time, and I still miss it to this day. Oh, I thought you were an actual hedgehog then. I was like, oh my God, what's kind of actual hedgehog on for? <laughs> Let alone leaving it on the bus. <laughs> oh, that's, that's awful. Oh, no. Oh, this one. This one's a heartbreaker as well. Abby Lloyd. Not so much lost as stolen, but my mother's wedding rings. I brought a replica of her engagement ring, but it's not the same. Oh, just, why do people steal things off people? Bastards. Bastard. And last but not least, he's back again with a fantastically long answer because we love him for it. It's only our pal Ryan Williams. Let's go, Ryan. On days like today where half the staff is out sick and we're expecting a party 45 later, I regret that I lost my ability to be a functional alcoholic because I'm six years sober and I really want to drink right now. Congratulations. <laughs> but, but seriously, when I was married, we had a storage unit and without my knowledge, apparently missed a payment. So we lost the unit, which had a trunk full of memorabilia from my childhood, including Kenner Star Wars toys, first generation Transformers, a ton of comic books, my baby blanket and an original Cabbage Patch Kid. So whoever brought that unit made out like a bandit. Also, here's a story about instant lost and regret from my toddler years that my mom would always tell me. Apparently, I had a pink panther bendable toy that I loved. My parents took me to the beach for the first time and I kept seeing the rhythm of the waves. So I threw my pink panther toy in the ocean, expecting it to come back like the waves were. Well, obviously it didn't come back and I instantly cried my eyes out. That's so heartbreaking. Fucking hell. Go pink panther, yeah, come back to me. It's not a boomerang, right? <laughs> yeah, fuck you. Swim pink panther, yeah. Oh, shit. I felt really bad because when I first started reading it, I started laughing. I was like, no, we lost his favourite child toy. But it's just oh, like you little sausage. Fucking brilliant. Bless your face. <laughs> but we Thank you so much to everybody who participated. Um, I did write it. I worded it in an emotional kind of way. So, um, yeah, so the answers that I got is probably because of the way I worded it. So I apologise you didn't get what you wanted, Jamie. All right? Sorry about that. Because yeah, I also fucked up in the wording as well. So, but if you good. enjoy Jamie's participation challenge, Callum's treatings, Tom's journal, the interview, and all the wanky bollocks talk at the beginning, then you'll enjoy the other six, seven issues of the Chronicles of Podcast where we get your podcast from Spotify, Google, Apple, etc., etc. Follow me, kid. Yeah, hey. <laughs> um, you can also find us on YouTube at the Chronicles of Podcast. Just type that little mother in. Hit that subscribe button right fucking now. Thank you to all 164 of you so far. Hit that bell to get notified for you when you get another video released. And comment, comment, comment. Thank you, Ron Wasserman. You can also find our hashtag WBW way back Wednesdays 
obviously we finished those back in July or August. So you can uh, go back and enjoy all those little mothers. Uh, they are available for you to enjoy whatever you so wish, along with our, obviously our interviews and our shows. And obviously our live bloodstock events. So our bl- live bloodstock interviews are on there and the vlog is on there as well. Please go give that all the love and share it fucking everywhere. It would be graciously appreciated. You can also find us on Facebook at the Chronicles of Podcast. Hit the like button. Just share whatever you like. Put them there. Tell all your friends about us though. All right. Jamie, um, thinking about it, where else could you find us? Sitting there on the uh, social medias, letting us know your favourite moments from TCO part of 2022. Absolutely. And it's on the Twitter at TCO pod. Where else, Jamie, can you find us? I reckon you could also find us on Stay Cozy Clothing, checking out those fantastic new lines we talked about earlier. Absolutely. And then on the Instagram. And then at TCO Pod. Well, you're also on TikTok at TCO Pod. So please go follow us in there where we share you wonderful little videos and skits and stupid shit that we like to do every now and again. Or. You can come down to our beautifully brand spankingly sexy and wonderful, sexy, deliciously, gorgeously, look at you, little sminx, you little website at www.thechroniclesofpodcast.com. All of our us are on there. All of our shows and episodes are on there. All of our uh, affiliations and sponsors are on there. Come on down. Come join us. It's fun. You'll love it. It's, it's, it's a whale of a time, boys and girls. Trust me. The Chronicles. Podcast. Download us, review us, share us, subscribe to us, rate us, tell all of your friends about us, allow us into your ears, and most importantly, there ain't no party, no party, like an S club party. Right? I'm fucking right. Yeah, no party like an S club one. Fuck Z, fuck X, no one gives a shit about them, or C's or B's. It's all about S. Be there. What do why they chose S Club? Secret Club? I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. But right, anyway. There ain't no party like one. Well, they're absolutely right. That's that's why they chose it, because there ain't no party like an S Club party. You're absolutely right. Before we get out of here, shall we say thank you to a few of our friends? Absolutely, Jamie. Every single piece of music you hear on this show right here is provided to us by one man. That man is Mr. Singer-Songwriter Matt Roberts. Go check him out on all the social medias, at Matt Roberts Music. Go find him on Spotify and give him a follow. Go check out his latest single, Perfectly Blue. It's absolutely fantastic and has an incredible intro that I very much recommend. I absolutely love that intro. But go send Matt all the love. Go listen to all of his music because, it, quite frankly, it's it's wonderful. And, of course, we have to say a massive thank you to our friend Braden Barry, Mr. Say We Can Fly, for his Stay Cozy Clothing. Head on over to www.staycozyclothing.com or download the smartphone app. One Add one of everything that you like the look of to your basket. As we said earlier on in this episode, fantastic new hoodies, an incredible Christmas jumper, which is it's, it's awesome, quite frankly, that Christmas jumper. Add one of everything you like to your basket and then... Pop in that discount code of The Chronicles and get 10% off your order. While they're still there, get yourself a weirdo Mosha Freak t-shirt. Collaborate, collaborative with the Sophie Lancaster Foundation. 50% of the profits of that t-shirt go straight to these guys. Means the absolute world seeing these guys support these guys. And we absolutely love it. And speaking of these guys, it's the Sophie Lancaster Foundation. Stamping out prejudice, hatred and intolerance. 
everywhere. And I mean everywhere. We fly the flag of this foundation every single week. And there's a very good reason for it, because this foundation means the absolute world to us. Sylvia had one vision, and that was to see the alternative subculture added as a strand of hate crime because it isn't and it should be because let's be honest it happens it happened to me when i was younger it happened to tom when he was younger and it's certainly how it happened to sophie and she unfortunately lost her life and it still happens to this day i still see it on social media at times to this day and it needs to end so please head on over to sophielancasterfoundation.com click on the hate crime tab and there's a questionnaire there if you have ever been treated differently because of the way you dress the music you listen to whatever it is that makes you different and part of that alternative subculture we need to know what has happened and what response you got from it because things need to change as i said it is ridiculous i've got kids my daughter now is starting to get into that lifestyle. The other day I turned around to her as a joke and I said, I'm surprised you haven't dyed your hair black yet, kid. She's like, I would, but mom won't let me because she's embracing that lifestyle. And I don't want her to go through what I had to go through, what Sophie had to go through. So let's do that. Let's not do it. Our generations have happened. Let's do it for the future generation. Just go, let's do it for the future. The alternative kids growing up now. Let's do it for them. Let's get this sorted. And it's Christmas time. Head on over to sophielancasterfoundation.com. Click on that shop. And get yourself a t-shirt, get a wristband, get a patch, get a hoodie, get whatever you like and throw a couple of shekels their way this Christmas time. We can't wait to see what we're going to do with the guys in the new year. We will announce our plans as soon as we've made them. We've got some ideas jingling in our little heads and we can't wait to join them again. And last but not least, massive thank you to this handsome bugger over here. Look at him. Ooh. Thanks, Jamie, to you too. I appreciate you. Thank you very much. Um, another glorious episode, Jeremy. Another glorious episode. A wonderful interview, for live interview. It's just no. been a, another great week, um, and we're going to be pounding out the Christmas episode next week. Yeah. Going to jingle our balls, baby. Enjoy was... the final interview of 2022, guys. Hope, thank you so much to Ryan McCombs and to Martin for allowing us to Jamie to interview. Uh, it's graciously appreciated. Uh, and as for this week... We're going to see you all next week for the special Christmas edition of the Chronicles of Podcast. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Bye.